0: Welcome back to Selvroy Podcast, I'm pleased to you've got the usual men in the studio, Harvey and Zach, you're actually with me today, physically, in an actual studio.
1: Um, it's, it's great to be here, this is a dream from true, this is the second pod I think we've only really done, um, like in person, me and you.
0: For anyone listening, name, we've followed all the COVID protocols and it's all, it's all safe. Yeah,
1: it's all, it's all safe, you know, <laughs> households and all that.
2: As you can tell, they, they have to get pretty close, so... Made sure that you're all safe. But it's nice to be able to actually have a little bit of a different dynamic rather than sort of sat in random rooms across the north side of the UK. So
1: I uh, were just staring at you, Harvey. You're yeah. The-
2: just make sure, just make sure for the both of you that obviously when it comes to the YouTube clip, um, whoever will be speaking, you're the other person will be in that clip as well. So no picking your nose, all right?
0: Oh, that, that we don't we don't just look, put any clip sign. It has look, to be a clip.
1: I pick my nose, okay, but leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> we all pick our nose. There's nothing wrong with that. Actually, I love biting my nails. That's a classic one. I um, don't know, it makes...
2: I'm terrible at that. I'm terrible at it.
1: My nails, like. But anyway, self, take
0: us away. I think it's self-explanatory. We're chatting about. We're going to be chatting that Lions second test. <laughs> so we're going
1: to chat about the Olympic sevens. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly,
2: I could do a pod on the Olympic sevens. <laughs> I've had such a day today. Sorry if anyone who, the company I work for is watching. Um, all I've been doing today, I'll be honest, is just been watching sevens rugby. It's been so good. So good. If you didn't yeah. know for anyone out there, we are watching, we are filming this on Tuesday, having watched the quarterfinals, I believe it is, um, today. It was very I was going to say, Arv,
0: are you getting up? Are you getting up at 3 a.m. for the semis? Oh, i be honest, what? mate,
2: I've considered it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things going on at like three or four o'clock. The men's 4 by 200 freestyle finals tomorrow morning as well, I think. And I really want to watch that because England have, well, GB have seeded fastest and we actually look really decent and we didn't even have the guy who came second in the 200 metre singles in the relay. He's coming in third third leg for tomorrow morning. a
1: lot about swimming. Like, It's funny how the Olympics... This
2: are. is what I do when it comes to the Olympics. Honestly, yeah. you guys have not really seen me in an Olympic time, but whenever the Olympics comes round... I just do a mad crash course and learn about everything. Like, I love Taekwondo now. It's random, but <laughs> just love it. So mm-hmm. you just get into everything. Well, but that's the best thing about it.
1: This is a multi-sports. Yeah. Well,
2: you can watch bad. like seven sports in about four hours and love every a, single uh, one of them.
1: Yeah, either bring a Taekwondo analogy for the second or first test. That's your job today, Harvey. Okay, I'll think of something. I'll think of
2: some, think
0: of some more cricket analogies
1: or football analogies.
0: I'll say the Hamish Watson tackle might be a good starting
2: <laughs> point That's a good three-pointer. <laughs> no, it's, it's called a, ga, a gamjong. A gamjong, that's when you commit a foul. It's called a gamjong and you get a point put in against you. Ten gamjongs and you get disqualified. Knowledge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> only dynamic when, like, there's only two screens in Zoom.
0: Yeah. But... <laughs> We will get into our ruggers apologies for anyone, but everyone loves Olympics, so I'm sure he's going yeah, to relate to that. All about the
1: Olympics, either.
0: So, boys, um, was like, you actually watched it with me. Um, I left you, Harvey apologies, and uh, we watched it with a fan. We, we, your mum and dad too. It was we, great. No, we really enjoyed it. It did, was a great time. My first question to you boys is: Did it feel like a proper Lions test with no fans, etc., or did it feel a bit different?
1: I felt a bit. I felt a bit weird. Um, even, like, I was watching the build-up and it was all a bit weird. It felt like it was a build-up to a... To just, like, a midweek game. felt like we were going to play the Stormers or something. But uh, probably, for me, the kind of, like, 60 minutes onwards when it got really intense, that's when it became, like, Test Match Rugby. That's so when I was like, whoa. I'm actually getting to watch the Lions again. That's when it hit me. I kind of got... Um,
2: I don't know. Well, I was watching it on my own, obviously, Telf Telf off to Northern Ireland. But, yeah. Um, I didn't watch any of the build-up. I'll be honest. I kind of just tuned in since the game started, um, and I thought I thought it was really good. I genuinely thought it was a really good game, and I think the intensity spoke for itself. Probably from the off, to be fair. Um, there's no doubt that like when you do get those big hits or a big turnover, you're not getting the reaction. But I feel like anyone who's kind of got I feel like that helps more for people who maybe don't understand rugby as much. But I feel like the people who are actually you know kind of get it and kind of understand the moments where like the power shifts. You can kind of create that hype yourself, or at least I did. I was screaming, and shouting at the TV, creating my own atmosphere. So I was loving it. But yeah. Uh, John was screaming. At yeah, it.
0: John was loving Dooha, my father. <laughs> <It> wasn't. Um, <laughs>
1: but yeah, it was a good
0: game. I really, no, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought <laughs> yeah. it was the classic tale of two halves, though, game of two halves, where literally South Africa dominated that first half. Ireland's, our <laughs> Lions were lucky. T- <laughs> Lions are lucky to get into the sheds, um, not further behind. That penalty right in half time when, um, yeah. when Pollard, Pollard missed it. About a long um, way. No, it was the penalty where he kicked for the. They they could have just kicked it straight in for half time, but he kicked it down to the halfway line because they were trying to force another penalty to take it then beyond oh, that uh, it, Yeah,
1: That was a big,
0: big For the Lions to defend that and get away with mm-hmm. that and just get into the sheds and what the Gatland is what I want to start with say to them at halftime because it was a different team i know some players stepped on the first half but courtney laws was like right wait is this a lions test okay let's start <laughs> playing and then turned into like the greatest ever Lions six you've ever seen and it was it was a bit of um i don't know rafa benitez speech at uh halftime istanbul or something like because mm. It'll it's be interesting of, when the dot comes out, what actually was said at halftime, if anything, it
2: be, it'll be very interesting. I honestly think it's one of those where it's it's so hard to understand, but like going into those kind of games where there's such a high, you know, high intensity, high quality from both ends. Yes, South Africa were dominating, but like you I don't I don't even know where I'm going with this because honestly, coming out of that first half, I didn't have a fat lot of hope, to be honest. No. I came out of that first half thinking, yeah, we were only what 12-3 down, I think we were or something. Uh, maybe I think 12-12-3, yeah, at halftime. Um,
0: After Robbie Henshaw just um, <laughs> oh, Robbie, Robbie, and it just
2: felt like it's not going to be our day. It just felt like, but morning, it, right. but that's the exact thing I'm kind of I'm trying to get at. I guess it felt like it wasn't our day, but I'm pretty sure we'd missed what two penalties potentially. Robbie Henshaw had missed that clear, that golden opportunity as well. So if you if you added it up, we actually could have gone ahead. Uh, we mm. could have gone in at time ahead, which although it didn't look, it looked very bleak and the, you know, our hopes weren't looking great. I remember us like speaking in the WhatsApp chat at the time. We weren't very positive at all at halftime, but mm. <laughs> like you think, I don't know, you look at it now, maybe it was just a the, the small margins, just small margins. Do
1: you think, do you think there's an element where obviously South Africa just tailed off? Like a lot of the kind of coverage, post-match coverage, uh, I was listening to Talk Sport when I was driving to the beach, actually, after it, and they had the ex-South African guy on, can't remember what his name was, um, but he was saying you can notice that by every minute, South Africa just went downhill, but the Lions just went from strength to strength, and just for me, it's like, how much does the strength and conditioning play a factor into that? Maybe, maybe Gatlin's team talk was, look, they're always going to come out of the blocks firing, but... You know you, you're the guys who have the fitness, you have the match fitness, you've played more of the season, you've actually had a season, so just hang in there and then it's like the jam jar, you it'll, it'll open up. I
0: South Africa will never want to say of the excuses that they haven't played, but I feel that last 20 it showed, especially someone like Pollard who literally has been out with an ACL and has played a couple of games before this. He looked tired, he didn't look himself like World Cup final. He's He's usually in that front line where he's chasing uh, bombs and getting under them, whereas he's kind of just sitting back and just. Yeah. I could tell a few of them. Obviously, a few of them were fired up. You like your faffs and stuff. We've been playing prem rugby all year, but
1: it just it just seemed to be as if they the ran out lions, of steam. The lions almost. I feel like the lions maybe expected probably too much that South Africa were just going to come with the blocks, give it all they've got. Um, they're on their home turf, physicality, the whole shebang. And it was almost like we just need to hang in there and then eventually they're going to wane off and then we're just going to go on. And like that's that's very much what... It, that well, that's, that's basically what happened in the game, um, mm-hmm. es- essentially.
0: But on the flip side of that, and I'm going to throw this one to Harvey, he loves ref chat. If you're <laughs> <laughs> South African, you're <laughs> if you're South African, the Willie LaRue dodgy little VAR line... Seen a lot of funny things on Twitter of the little lines, like over his foot and stuff, and the man. Why is it not a small line? It literally is a classic offside in football, where it looks like it is touch and go, and they say benefit of the attacker, but obviously not on that one. The Hamish Watson tackle, which would have been a yellow card for the last ten minutes, and the last ten minutes was when the game was won by the yeah. Lions.
1: Yeah. So there was a lot of big calls, which is crazy. Um. Yeah. I
2: remember I, I, was, I was listening to TalkSport, actually, I think yesterday, and they were talking about it. They've been doing a lot of coverage, so respect to TalkSport, because they're usually very football-heavy, um, about the Lions Tour, um, and specifically those refereeing decisions. Rugby's always been, you know, kind of on the high horse of, we're the best officiated, you know, we're much better than football in that sense. Um, and I think they stuck too much to the guns of the, of the whole, you know, being slightly imprecise is actually better so what i mean by that is var obviously makes a massive point of drawing the lines and literally working to the millimeter whereas rugby's very much of you know it's got to be clear and obvious and then it's got to be clear and obvious based on um, you know the on field decision as well which which was yeah. to me why it was baffling because i'm pretty sure it was on field decision was try and then he in deci- and then in the speech the i can't remember the guy's name the tmo ref uh, in the speech he literally said i'm not too sure but he's offside. So the whole point was, it's not clear and obvious, but overturn your decision. So it was very iffy, very it, iffy.
1: To be fair, on paper, he the TMO makes the wrong call. Mm. Like, you would be ripping if you're a Springboks fan, because he makes the wrong call. On-field decision is a try. Therefore whatever, it has to be like overturned and it has to be clear and it has to be obvious. It's like umpires calling cricket, that's all the time. Yeah. You know, the ball has yeah. to be either completely hitting or completely missing. Um, but it'll, but it'll, then... It'll to the now, to be fair, naturally, we're biased. We're always going to yeah. say, totally, he's offside. Personally, I think the forward pass before it was still a forward pass, they kind of just skipped over so that. So did I. Um, which, I don't know, if you're listening, I'd, I'd, know, I'm, it looked like a forward
2: pass. The His ball hand, went... That's where, that's where for me, the whole ruling of hands have to go backwards because, I don't know, that that rule doesn't sit right with me either, but because the ball clearly, you can release the ball early and then swing your hands to make it look like you're going past when, in fact, you're actually playing the ball forward, which, to me, makes, it, makes no sense either. But my issue with the whole offside rule was, because it's the whole clear and obvious, you're then bringing in, as much as you don't want to admit it, you are bringing in biases and you're bringing in some level of judgment from the TMO. And then this is where South Africa shot themselves in the foot because they didn't prepare and they didn't have a neutral TMO referee who could stand in. So they had to come out with a South African referee who by all, they've spoke about this actually on Talk Sport, by all accounts is always, and I, I, I believe this for, for everyone, in a professional stand will always do everything they can to make sure they don't look biased. And sometimes that can have the reverse effect and actually make you biased to the other team. because because you Because ultimately that decision was down to his judgment. It wasn't clear and obvious wasn't definitive. They don't have lines. So it had to be his call. And and then everyone's going to look at it, you know, either you made that call because you're South African or you made that call because you're South African, which either way he went. So, and that's the horrible position yeah. you're in.
1: Yeah, like to be fair, a lot of it, I think, though, comes from Warren Gatlin during the week. He's putting a lot of pressure on World Rugby because they're having a South African team and a Lions test against the Springbok. That... I feel like that can't be underestimated, even though they're meant to be professional and neutral and all that. That's definitely going through his head. He think he's thinking of the newspaper headlines back home in Britain, you know?
0: Well, if you all come on, pardon, let us know, Tamo. give us a shout. Uh, cause, yeah.
2: cause then the other thing I was going to say as well, was it Dutrois or the guy who tried to handle the ball, potential knock on, on the run up to the try that was yeah, allowed. It was like they yeah. got, they and got and them then, the wrong I way think, Yeah. I was going to say, cause he literally, I think he looked at that like twice. And it was two different angles. And that was about it. Never slowed it down. Never anything. Just went, "Yep, sweet. Didn't touch it.
1: We were so shocked because we were sitting there like, he's literally awarded it. we were like, he's looked at it twice. Yeah. In real time. (laughs) Like Like, this is a lion's test. It's a lion's test. He looked at it from one angle. And Nigel Owens, by the way, shout out to Nigel Owens. He is for not having Nigel Owens in your commentary Mm. team is absolute gold. Whatever he says, I believe. But even he was like, what the heck?
0: It was like um, you'll love this. Uh, Two thousand nine, when Fury Dupree uh, yeah. bashed over, and his foot maybe was out, and they must have spent about twenty minutes proper Mark Quayle 2007 World Cup final, <laughs> just looking at that, see if and if, seeing if his foot was out, and they proper analysed it, whereas. Maybe they're trying to. Maybe it's a thing. TMOs are all, try and speed it up because there is some TMOs that look over things over and over again when you clearly see like that's held up. You don't need to be looking at that. So
1: yeah, like there is. It definitely is. Um, it is interesting because I think it again highlights the fact that like referees and match officials are humans. So like, not like that whole game. He probably knows in the heat of the moment. He's like it's offside. He can't maybe he freaks out and then he's looking away to make amends, man's and then he. Well,
2: no one, check. that's the thing. The initial reaction, I think, from 95% of people watching that game was, that's oh, not a try, I'll get disallowed. Like when the Willie Leroux one, this is like just seeing that forward pass, well, potential forward pass and then the potential offside kick always to me looked like I didn't even factor the fact that he put that's the
0: Lions on. glasses, though. If you're a South African, I'm sure our good friend Rudy, who we had on the pod, if you want to check it out, Rudy Jaber, chatting about the 1995 World Cup, we should, we 97, should reach out and 97 Lions turret. Yeah. Um, give us some great insight, he'll be like, that was not boring. You can hear Brian Habana after the game saying he thought it was a try. So, it is very much, we'll never be able to put ourselves with South African goggles on.
1: Then here's the next question I have. Was it a Lions win or a South African loss? Because a lot of decisions didn't go South Africa's way. Pollard decided
0: to miss penalties for the first time in his life. Like, that shows how big Alliance Lions test is, though, because he you know, on in a Rugby World Cup final is flawless. Rugby World Cup semi-final, flawless. So I'm like, if you can do that, why are you missing kicks in the Lions? But it just shows how big that the actual Lions is to South Because some you offense. look at like the
1: second test in New Zealand four years ago, New Zealand lost that game. Yeah. Lions shouldn't have a sniff, even with like New Zealand down to fourteen men. Bogan Barrett missed. I don't even know how many kicks like he completely squandered it. But it just for me personally, it kind of had that feel. Even though the Lions played phenomenal, Mario Toji, um for Prime Minister, quite frankly, like he is he's <laughs> the man. He is the man. But even then, like it did feel like a Lions loss.
0: Yeah. Well, no,
1: sorry, it was South African loss.
0: Because as well, we haven't really spoke about it, but I think we're all in agreement that, he, that Hamish Watson was a was a yellow card.
1: I like it was a yellow card. A little sat there. If it
2: if was. yeah, at least like he's, he's very lucky that Willie Larue's arms were free. Because if they weren't free, his head's straight on that ground. And it's an easy. I think there's a reason
0: that he's not on the squad this week because they don't want to play up to the sighting commissioners because he probably will get sighted. So they're like, just take him out of the squad. We don't need to deal with all this.
2: Smart, it is smart game management. And also, like, referees are going to be on him in the next game. Like, whoever's referee in that game will be on him. Yeah,
0: a yellow card of 10 minutes to go in Alliance test. He the
1: game. Because
2: if I close that,
1: they have moments to win it. You know, Elliot Daly. Maybe we'll get on to him. You know, he deserves, He doesn't deserve uh, anything, I'll be honest. Like, I'm surprised he's even on the bench for the second one.
0: But yeah, really lucky. Yeah, we'll get on to but we'll the second test. But...
1: Like, how is he there? But, you know, obviously he misses that catch. How do you miss that catch? But anyway, like they did have moments to win it. Lions with, 10, with 14 men defending that they their 22, it's a lot harder. It becomes a lot harder. I'm pretty
0: sure Pollard missed the penalty from that Hamish Watson. He did, yeah. And that yeah. Was kind uh, Was that
1: not the one that he, he does. Yeah, and then Owen file gets the penalty and that kind of sails it. Af- for me, so yeah. for, for me, the, the turning point of the game is South Africa get that try, the kind of freak try, the one that they just like look at for two seconds and then award it, was when they go 17-10 up, even though the Lions are having the possession, and you can feel the change, the change in the game going towards the Lions, the momentum, but Pollard misses the conversion. To keep it a seven-point game. I feel like for yeah. me, that's the turning point because the Lions had the momentum, but to have nine-point difference, that just messes with you mentally because you're like, it's a two-point, it's a two, it's a two-score game. Yeah. Whereas with seven points, it's just you need to convert try.
0: And I think we have to shout out Dan Bigger, who, despite an early wobble, he only missed one kick, and they weren't like gimmies. He was hitting touchline penalties and drilling them over. So. Is he to to miss one early and come back shows why he's a test match. We said test is match channel. It,
1: and Owen Farrell, exactly.
0: exactly the same. I want to actually bring this up. Because Owen Farrell, when he wears a lion's jersey and when he sets that ball on the tee, is honest, missing. he is he, he, something else. He's he, he's a different I think
2: goal. he was programmed without fear. I think he's got this weird thing in his brain where like he just like it doesn't fully connect properly and like he's just kind of numb to it. Like he just, and I think part of the reason why sometimes he goes a bit skew of his just other things because it's, just, he, or he just hides it very well because he just went into that game, just started commanding, was bang, got pushed into 10, didn't face him. Like just did just take everything in his stride and that's what you want. And ultimately like his main role and his only role potentially in this test series is going to be coming off the bench. And to me, he proves that he can perfectly do that. He's not one of those guys who has to start. Yeah, I think a lot of people, No, because a lot of people sometimes think like all he ever does for Saracens and England is just start. And that's all he does. So can he come off the bench? Can he come into a game that's, you know, in full flow? And I think he proved that he can.
1: But I think then that you're pointing on, you're touching Harvey on a bigger thing, which is Gatlin's uh, tactics, having that experience bench. We talked about it last week. I'd like to formally apologize to Ali Price. I thought he did a shift. Respect. But having that experienced bench, the Conor Murray coming on, the one file coming on. on Mako? Mako coming on. Fairly deserved, I think, for his, for his starting spot. This um, week.
0: Even Byrne, I thought, offered a bit in that last 10 defensively, just to close yeah, it
1: out. It was fantastically Gat, uh, Gat's tactics. Like, 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 it really was. Like, you know... It just makes, in hindsight, it makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah, bring on Conor Murray when the game is cagey with 10 minutes to go just to calm things down, own file, slot slotting penalties, commanding, yeah. respect.
0: But respect. As, as well with Gatland, he's not, uh, even Jimmy Carragher actually tweeted it out. He said, <laughs> he said, fair play to Gatland, one of the greatest coaches across all sports because he's not afraid to make those bold calls. He doesn't mm. get involved with media saying, pick him, pick him. He mm. does what he wants to do picks his team to win the series. And at the end of the day, what, only like two Welsh players started and they won the Six Nations? Yeah. So he's picking a squad to beat South Africa and they beat them.
1: And essentially, like, in what, his three tours, seven games, he's only ever made the wrong decision or the wrong game plan once. Probably first test New Zealand. Yeah. NTO. Didn't really work out for him. (laughs) Zach will never
2: drop that one. For anyone listening, Zach's not dropping that. He's
1: your test (laughs) captain, like, leaving out Sam Orton. (laughs) But, you know, apart from that, like, he makes the big calls. Yeah. He starts Johnny Davis ahead of Brian O'Driscoll, which, like, it was the right call, even as an Irishman. That blew right up, call. though. But, like, he got serious thick for him. So, I mean, it, it worked. He picked the right team to beat South Africa in the first test. And I think he's picked the right team to beat South Africa in the second test as well. Yeah. I think the changes in certain key positions were vital.
0: Yeah, we'll just wrap up the final... Um... The bit about our, I think we're all in agreement. We've already mentioned kind of the standouts from the first test. So mm. we all said Atoji was Atoji. Well, I just
2: want to quickly mention that, um, on if anyone wants to go back and listen to the pod we did last week, I predicted 2017 and Maratoji to be man of the match. It was 20, what 22 17. Mm. And I don't think Atoji actually got man of the match, but he was definitely second. No, he did. Oh, did he? I think it was between him and Courtney.
1: And um, that's your Instagram video right there. <laughs> short and sweet like I was it.
2: right <laughs> yeah that just gives us a bit classic of, English yeah. fan
1: <laughs> just bring out the English yeah. boys no you're the right two weeks in a row doesn't count as
0: annoying it is hard the Englishman did step up um, did. I thought as well I mentioned bigger and the man who well, was getting to with the second test baby, but Daly um, just a bit shaky at 13 that early hit from arm um, I know he can't do anything them. about
2: that but it's a hospital it, pass like there's no other
0: they just felt like thought Henshaw was good apart from it shook off that early mistake and just kept going which is really hard to do maybe because he can
1: could... fund him a half time and say
0: look mate it's okay <laughs> yeah just don't get dropped this is <laughs> no um,
1: sorry i if you're listening sorry like... sorry well actually sorry. come on
0: the pod Ugo. We, yeah, we've, we've said we we've you on. on
1: the pod don't worry
0: but, but yeah, as you said, boys, the experienced bench and the big game player stepped up, mm-hmm. and and the, and that's what won it in the end. And South Africa tiring and stuff is what lost it. So then moving on to the second test, we mentioned firstly Daily coming in for ha- or Harris coming in for Daily, which is yeah. in our opinion self-explanatory. I mean, we
1: we we called that um, literally as the game ended. We were just like Daily can't play again. No offense to him. But Harris is your Harris is your option
2: for me. Touching on the daily stuff, um, it was a weird one because you're exactly right. And since I think he was shell shocked, and I think anyone would be when you got that man flying at you, which to be honest for me was a bit of an iffy tackle anyway. But we'll you know move on from that.
0: Um, nah, nah, that was. That was crisp. That was on the money. No higher though, but I know what you mean.
2: No, but I didn't see any wrapping. It was like clear shoulder contact. I don't care if the shoulder went to his chest. Like, there's no wrapping whatsoever. There, it's like a shoulder charge. But um,
1: Razi's fake account, you know.
2: But anyway, um, no, I think it's a weird one because I actually think the way we set up in attack didn't use daily much. I think what actually happened is we ended up playing through ten and twelve a lot more, giving kind of Henshaw the back. You know the the more simple carries and then kind of going back door to street Hogg if we needed to. So I think it'd actually be better, maybe not entirely down to Daly's poor performance, but to play Chris Harris, just because he'll offer you so much more off the ball. Like he will give you that work rate. He'll give you that defense. He'll give you that resilience, but then he will also provide an attack. Like he's not, I'm not saying he's, you know, inept at it. Like he's still very, very good. And I think that would better serve as a 13, particularly when you're playing up against players like Am. To actually kind of match them physically. I told
0: you Zahm was good. I literally told you. Remember this guy? He is exceptional. Cool. I well, him and
1: DLND. they're both absolute trains. In, the world, in my opinion. Probably one of the best centre partnerships in
0: the world. Yeah,
1: arguing And win. the
0: best halfback partnership in the world. And the best winger in the world. But was he the best winger in the world?
1: Though?
0: Um, I don't
2: think. I don't think it was a game for the wingers. I don't think it was a game for the wingers. I don't think you can judge any all four of them. Because I don't think any of them really year. had.
1: He got the ball. and Colby got the ball once off a third phase, didn't get the ball once off first phase, didn't get the ball once off second phase, and he got it once off third phase.
0: What, like, what do you think, though, for this week? Do you think Swabra are going to change their game plan and try and play a bit more wide-wide and get it to Mpb? Who, to be fair, got it once and put the kick through for, yeah, that, for yeah. that try. So yeah. he looked bright and obviously she hasn't. So I think... They'll make tweaks here and there. I just think
1: they're just going to come out maybe less with, like, a new game plan. And, like I've ripped up the old one more just like I think the intensity is going to be even higher
0: but same with the Lions we we weren't really talking about Anthony Watson or Doohan they did their job they provided a bit of robustness Anthony Watson
1: looked very lively
2: in the first 20-25 minutes or so but yeah. then he kind of but they taped both off. didn't
0: get any ball they looked good defensively but ball in hand they didn't get anything both wingers didn't I just think,
1: think Doohan did well to maybe quiet Colby definitely challenged with, with kicks he definitely yeah. challenged
2: well, I'm, I'm, I'm- I mentioned at the time of the game happening, Duhan for me was incredible defensively, but I think you have to, and this is where I'm going to issue my apology to Ali Price. Ali Price's box kicking was spot on, spot on. Mm -hmm. And it it led, it didn't give, because the worst thing you want is a long kick for Shezlin to have 15 yards on you. Because if he has 15 yards on you, you're done. You are done. And he never, ever, ever gave him the chance. Everything was contested. And if it wasn't contested, it was well, it was contested. Like, let's be real. It was. So, yeah,
0: so if you're Ali Price, and Harvey, what's he done wrong? Why is he dropped for second test? I think
1: maybe
2: it's a different, it's maybe it's a mentality thing. Maybe now we're one test, we're one, we're one test up, you know, we're one nil in the series. You've got, I think Connor was incredible when he came on. I think he did exactly the same. I think he was incredible at box kicking. I think he was, a, he was mature. I think he was everything that we kind of labeled him to be. Um, and I think he'll do the same thing. And maybe this time it will be a flip. So, you know, you have that more steady start. And maybe this time we expect South Africa. We know what South Africa are going to do in that first half. If
0: it pounds like that Gatland is so good. No, I and Ali Price's I, tempo and it's know, just making like, breaks at the end. At
1: the end of the day, the balls in South Africa's court because mm-hmm. they have to come out. They just have. They have a weight of a nation coming out. Like they will not accept the excuse of. Oh, they haven't played much game time, so they're always going to lose the Lionster. I think every single Springbok fan in South Africa is expecting them to win. So they're going to come out of the blocks absolutely firing. So you need a calm head at nine, like a Conor Murray, a talisman, just to calm the game down, to always put the box kicks in the money, to not kind of get caught up in the moment where everything's kind of going a bit crazy and everything like that. I think it's definitely the right call. It's hard on Ali Price because he definitely lived up to it but at the same time, the rules are reversed. Like you were saying, Harvey, I think you need to start with the experience, then maybe bring on... I uh, think And the
2: worst-case scenario as well, if they do get absolutely train wrecked, then we can go into the third test with Ali Price knowing that he was the standout nine, and he comes yeah, back in yeah. confident as ever knowing that he didn't bottle it in the second test.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly, Maybe
2: he's playing the long game.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, he's going to be coming on with confidence, with something exactly. to prove. Like, Gatlin, emotionally with these players, just has pulled them and pushed them Mm-hmm. Bring file in, bring file out, let file kick the winning goals. Murray, come on. Mako, like, he played Mako so well and then just unleashed him and now he's starting. So yeah, I guess you have got to get on to Mako. I, don't, I think that's... I
1: think Mago is the exact same thing as Murray. I think you should start with Mako and then bring
0: on... um your do, do you opponent? think it was always the plan then? Because you're saying never change a winning team.
1: There was... I think they're probably there's that thing. Okay, we win the first test, and this is what we do for the second test. We lose the first test, and then we do this. Pen Russell. Uh.
0: It's,
2: it's, it's one of those, though, where this is the way I think about it is you never change a winning team when you're playing different teams every week, but you're playing the same team every week. It only yeah. these teams at this level with this amount of coaching, and people like Razzi are behind it with the brain box. It takes them 40 minutes to figure out what you're doing, let alone a whole game. So you think you can go into the second test of an exactly the same thing? They'll have you sussed. They will have you sussed every day of the week.
1: Every day yes. of the week. Well, because you also got to look at it as well the scrum in the first half from an Alliance point of view was incredibly unhealthy. It was. Yeah, you were, actually, you, were going, you were going into every scrum thinking we're going to give away a scrum penalty here. Like really good point. Um. So. But then Mako think- came on and just ripped it. I mean, you now, starting him. with Marco, starting with that experience, you know the man's played a couple of linesters. I keep it in this mic. Um, it's definitely, it's just another Gatland masterclass.
0: But on the Springbok point of view, they took their their front row off at half time. Like they're gonna have to keep them on now until fifty because that was stupid. Because the that was a bad call. The ones that came on didn't challenge the scrum as well. But maybe that might have been because Macro came on as well. But I do feel. Maybe-
2: Maybe that's those also the fitness stuff calls. that you were
0: talking about. But they said, at halftime, we're bringing on a new front row. When it's going well, you need to be able to be flexible and be able to then cancel it. And I've heard Razzie's not actually in charge of those calls because he's the war boy. The, <laughs> yeah. the head coach is apparently making those calls, but I, I think is that, that a was what
1: is that what his yeah. water account's
0: saying? Should we oh. get
2: on to this Maybe trailer? it's Nienaba. Maybe it's Nienaba, the voice.
1: It's the voice exactly. of Razzie. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to talk about for the second test I just want to
2: mention um I know you've already touched on it but I think it deserves more praise mariatosia you're an absolute legend I absolutely love you you can have my babies whenever they come around um you your that. your try-saving jackal was the reason why we won that test telling you that right now again
0: decisions though that first shackle on the line he was not sporting his body weight yeah that so, he was
1: because we sat there like it was like that is not, I, 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 not I, legal yeah. like this is not legal. so on
0: all this on all this the whole twitter account has been made where they basically have been clipping up all the like basically all the file play all the decisions i got wrong and Razi has just retweeted it and said pretty much Look, it's rugby. Some things go for you, some things don't. We move on to next week.
2: It's like the evil shoulder and the good shoulder, isn't it? Like two Twitter accounts.
1: His official account is him being like, "Oh, it is what it is," and then this like his like kind of burner account is him just like spaffing off, just being really. But I've seen
0: something that someone said. Razi has done us all because right now we're on a podcast talking about his Twitter account rather than who did something wrong for their team so he's def- deflected all the criticism for his team into this Twitter account which is all about decisions so this could be a masterstroke i my question to you is is it unethical like yeah. Gatlin's come out and said like we don't need to be doing this like I don't I'm not a social media I don't care about it pretty much but I mean or do anything you can do to win
1: I don't know. Like, I don't know if, for me, it's just like, he's just an immature 12-year-old trying to, like, indirect people on Twitter. That's literally what it is like. He's indirecting World Rugby on Twitter. Like, it's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. Like, you're one of the most, like, hotly, like, one of the best coaches in the world, right now? You know, you're a World Cup winning head coach. He follows free people. <laughs> he follows Marwa Doji, Alwin Jones. It's the fact he doesn't
2: follow any South Africans. He literally just followed them too.
1: He followed the two second rows for the Lions. It's so weird, yes, but <laughs> it's so bizarre. He he's trying uh, to get in heads on third but, play. I'm loving it. No, but that riled. I don't know. I feel like it's it's not benefit. It's beneficial to the Lions because like if I'm Maro Tochi, I'm like, I'm gonna destroy this wee immature prick, you know what I mean? Like I'm, not-
2: I agree with you, but then also I'm I'm coming at it from an angle as I think referees in particular, you can't not notice that it's been all over rugby media everywhere. Like everyone knows that he's got an issue with the refereeing. Everyone knows that, and everyone knows there were some contentious decisions. So for me, and I'm coming at this from an England perspective because I think we've been a victim of it before. The people who go in for the jackals and the people that are doing the dark arts in this next test cannot be Maro Toje and probably maybe Tom, Tom Curry because they'll know that they would look at every, they would have looked at every single breakdown, the refereeing squad, and whoever's going to be refereeing this game. They'll know the contentious decisions, maybe not from the videos on Twitter, but they everyone does their own reviews, and they'll look at everything that's gone on. And maybe the same goes for maybe Etzabeth and players on the South African side of things. But you can't have the same players going in for everything because ultimately these, te- these breakdowns are some of the most hotly contested breakdowns I've ever seen. You literally can't get half a line break without getting a turnover in these tests. It's a joke. So there's like eight players coming into these. Referees subconsciously will always just be looking at the key players. They know who's going to try and make a move. Who's going to try and get the turnover? Who's going to try and do something a bit funky? So for me, when you have got Maro coming in the corner of your eye with that scrum cap on, he's going to be looking at him in the breakdown. So he can't. He needs to take a. He needs to take a break, and someone needs to step in for him. Maybe so maybe it's Courtney Laws. Maybe it's someone else.
0: Are you saying this is genius, Fonrasi?
2: I yeah, but I just think it's also natural. It just happens in rugby, like. You, people do just get wind of these things unfortunately rugby is an imperfect sport in the sense that you can't stop on every breakdown and assess it and make sure it's legal like it just doesn't happen and there's probably 10 breakdowns in every game that are slightly illegal to some extent but then you know you're never going to get on the end of everything so naturally referees do just have to pick up on the keys and know where you know the moves are going to make but, and i but, think we've been a victim of it before coming from england's perspective and i think the lions might be a sufferer from it as well in the second test. Mm-hmm.
1: This, but this burner accounts like showing videos of like Jaslyn Colby apparently being taken out in the air and like It's
0: everything, every uh, little they and, do. Like,
1: and like Ali Price hitting um was it Fav? Well, the key, the key one for me was, what was it? The
2: try, the try that came from Ken Owens' is like wayward pass. There was like four knock-ons, like balls offside, like about four million things different happened. And the referees kind of just went like, "We'll let's play this course and then we'll just watch TMO afterwards and make sure. And they checked like three different things and it turned out the first thing was already a knock-on or something already. So they avoided the rest of it. But like so many things are going on these games are so intense. It's impossible for these ref- referees to keep up with these things. It's yeah. impossible. Do you think
0: Gatlin having a go at the TMO being South African before it, then Rad, that obviously has annoyed Razi because Gatlin's had a go at the fish eating and he's come out in the good side of it. So now Razi's had a go at the fish eating to then hopefully get the rub of the green but surely, this, this week.
1: Because at the end of the day, it's all about the ref. Like you see and Jones and you understand, like watching and Jones interact with the ref, you're like, you're pure, you could purely start for the Lions on that basis as a captain. Because he was phenomenal. Warburton well, like chats about it all the time. Warburton chats about how, like, you sweet talk to the ref. Yeah, well then, You see what he did for him. Insight, by the way. Fantastic insight. But I'm just kind of like, surely that's just going to piss off the ref. Kind of like, let me do my job. If anything, he's going to be more angry at the South African. He'll yeah, go one or two
0: ways. Well, and- I
2: remember Alvin Jones was literally in camera shot every single time TMI went. Like he wasn't, he wasn't pushing the ref. He wasn't up close and personal, but he was there. He was like, you know, in the presence of the ref. Yeah. And I, shout
0: out to him as well for that look kind dicky try. It looked it was kickable, but he decided to go to the corner and they scored off the drive. A mall
1: and when the when the line out was a bit dodgy,
0: yeah, it, mm. that changed the game. That decision from yeah, Alan That injured. was a so, turnout as well. Because like I couldn't you said, tell you anything that he did maybe in open play that was unbelievable, but just having him there, yeah, just it's just it's having him there. It's that It's experience. just classic
2: Alan Wayne. I'm pretty sure he was up on tackles, he'd probably be up there on meters, mate. On Talisi's the same,
0: really respectful. They're both quality captain so it'll be interesting to see what they're i don't know how they
2: do it i don't know how they can go get clattered and keep their head 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 leveled and stuff like this like honestly i could never do that but that's why i'm not in that side so
0: (laughs) so are you confirming now twitter wise that it is razzy or is he is he just a mate if it's not razzy it's someone razzy knows that's what i'm saying Maybe it's like his kid
1: or something. I don't know. Like,
0: <laughs> it's the level of editing that's gone into this. It is like so good. It's, it's just and the account came from nowhere. So out of nowhere, they. Well, it it so just the, the kind account.
1: Of- the account started in 2016, uh, while Razzie was at Monster, and this was is, like yeah. he tweeted once before this game, once before this last weekend. Uh, he retweeted. Or something happened with a lot monster game or something. I remember reading about it in some the times, but it's just bizarre. Like you don't even get this in football.
0: This is the Lions and so you don't even get
1: but this.
2: It's the fact that, like you said, Tov, I think you said he had what, like three followers and Razzie's retweeting him. Like, where's our retweet? We got more followers than him. <laughs> Come on. So <laughs> he said, <laughs>
0: like, you, don't just, you don't just
2: see that on your feed. You don't see that on your feed. Like no.
0: Imagine Razzie retweeted us. Nowhere, everywhere. But that's all it takes. That okay, guy's got. he
1: has got three thousand followers. That guy.
0: Yeah, that Razzie. Guy, Razzie. <laughs> just got
1: three. Let's 000.
2: just up, let's just up the controversy a little bit and then get a bit of hype.
0: The fact Razi's on Twitter's cool because no head coach is on Twitter scrolling. That's he, good point. He watches Squidge as well. He gives Squidge a Squidge rugby. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he's more boy no, He's
1: not. Yeah.
0: He's not a coach. But I like. I just to wrap it up. Like Mavericks everywhere. Like honestly, sick of them. Got one dealt with it well. Gallon literally said, I'm not on social media. I haven't seen it. Bit of a Ken's English when the whole Luis Suarez thing broke and he, with the, uh, when it was shaking Everest's hand and stuff and Kenny just went, I was in the tunnel. I missed all that. It's Gatlin an
2: awesome G- venger special. Awesome Wenger used to do it all the time as well. They should be like, uh, I did not see. Uh. <laughs> and that's where my French accent's going to end right there. So no more of that.
0: <laughs> and he literally said, I'm not on social media. Didn't see it. So yeah.
1: moves on. I mean, Gallon comes out the better, I think as he comes out it's just like a wee spoiled brat whereas Garland's like I have no time for this crap yeah. So Yeah. So we'll there's cover- no
2: doubt though we've tickled the beast and we need to be prepared for the second test because they're going to yes.
1: come at us that's it they're going to come at us but we've got the experience on the side with Mako and Murray yeah
0: that's what I mean we've covered why Mako yeah. Murray are in um, the other one was Talupe's in for Hamish and we thought maybe because of the sighting and stuff they just want to go low key with Hamish for now and um, they don't why not Sam Simmons that's I. Not one thing. That's the thing. It was gonna be a toss-up. Why up. not Sam Simmons?
2: I honestly think Jack Conan played really well. I thought he played really well. I
0: think the plan was to bring Falatoy in for no, the second. this time. is
2: this is this is the little bit of analysis <laughs> I'm <laughs> gonna. This is the little bit of analysis I'm gonna give from the game in perspective. Those, like I said before, every single breakdown is contested from South Africa's point of view. They literally contest everything, and the key to going into the te- going into the contact is you've got to have that positive contact. You've got to push them back because if you don't push them back, they will literally. I'm pretty sure every single time they hit us positively, it was a turnover or something bad happened. Like honestly, and I think Jack Conan was one of the only players. I think he's I don't. I don't know the stats obviously, but I think if you look at his percentages and the amount of hits and contacts he made when he was, oh, you nice. know, the driving force. I think you, you that can't be underrated whatsoever. Just to retain possession, let alone go in attack, like I've seen so many players. I think Elliot Daly was the victim of it a few times, classic, where he just gets tackled on a standstill. Like you can't do that. You're not, you know, you've literally got to be like twenty eight stones to push these guys back. It's a joke, honestly.
1: Yeah, like for me, Jack Conan has just like almost cemented the Ireland eight spot. Keelan Doris, like, you need to get your knee or whatever sorted out, or else, like, Jack Conan. Well, obviously, like, he's starting
0: for the Lions. He's going like, to start for Ireland. Jack
1: Conan, but he's just, like, he's come from nowhere. Like, none of us gave him a shout. None of us. It wasn't even in our Bolters podcast. Or was he in Bolters
0: I flirted with him and I Kelleher a bit. I, I thought, after I, thought to I said to Harvey, 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 you can back me up. Before the thing started, I went, Jack Conan's a funny player that could end up being in the test He's, and then are not Chris
1: Harris. Who put Chris Harris in the starting 15 for the Lions at yeah. any
0: point? And who would have said when he does start, everyone's like, yeah, decent. Harris yeah. should be starting. It sounds no accurate. one's raised any eyebrows at Chris Harris starting this week. It's a funny business. That could have been a camera puff.
1: But in some ways, it's, it's, you know, this conversation could be so different as well if the Lions do have to go to Johannesburg to yeah. play South Africa with the altitude, the fact that it's still in Cape Town, it probably, that definitely favours the Lions a lot. I wonder if that's why our box kicking was so accurate, because it's a bit more like what we're used to.
2: Yeah, true, true. And but the fact no. that earlier daily couldn't even hit it 50 metres. You're Classic right, daily, the,
0: bo- the box kicks are going to have to be on the money. But yeah, about the Simmons and Falatau,
1: right the, the
0: I think the, the plan was always Falatau to start the second test and the third test and bring it home but Coonan played that well that Faltao's not onto the bench. Mm. And I, again, no Hendo. Sad, but...
2: But that's also why you talk Faltao's about the back. whole remaining adaptable. Like, maybe that was his plan, and maybe if it's Razzie, he brings Faltao in anyway. But... What
0: well, about then, Razzie on the flip side? He's brought in Jasper Wise, the Leicester Tigers number eight. I don't know if you're a big fan of him. Really good number eight. I think, Quag- I think Quagga Smith was just a bit... He's a seven, playing eight, mm. and it just didn't work. So they just brought in... Basically, a yeah, Vermoulin, and yeah. because they can, obviously he's injured, so they couldn't play him. So they've got just tried to find someone massive. I'm surprised they didn't even have a look at Marcel. I could see it just someone like that that can literally just carry, carry, carry. <laughs> says, get,
1: says the Ulsterman.
0: <laughs> get in their faces, though. <laughs> and I get it. I get, I get why they've done it. And they've also made a few changes to the front row, and that's about it. But I do rate it just bringing in a big number eight to carry.
2: I think you need that. I think, yeah, like you said, Jasper Weiss is probably one of his traits is is carrying. And I think that's why he's been brought in because it, there was a couple of times, I think in that game where maybe even particularly off the bat, like the fact uh, the only negative, sorry, I'm totally scatterbrained, but the, the only negative I had of Ali Price is he couldn't catch Faf off a scrum for days. Like Faf literally had a week in between him and Ali Price when they were coming out of the scrums. But apart from that, I think that's potentially what they missed. They didn't have that hard carrier to just pick it out, They'd pick it out the scrum and run straight at And they were always using Faf. So maybe that's what they'll use Jasper Wise for a bit more, get a bit more momentum, stay a bit more, you know, yeah, in it. Point.
0: And they've gone 6-2 split. Mm, back to what they knew. So Pollard... And we've gone 5-3. Yeah. So Pollard pretty much, there's going to be no coming off at 70. It is Pollard, you're playing the full game. But Which well, it, means
1: you've got to target that bad, knee. like. <laughs> it's just, but... It's harsh, like,
0: but... Your boy on the bench, Williams, and if I pronounce that right, He, Williams. he's literally the the coming of Francois Steyn in the terms of he's 10, 12, 15... He's mm-hmm. more of a 15-12, a but can play 10, so... There is that option. The fact they've gone for There's him over option. over a staying shows a lot of that kid. Yeah, that, that kid's going right to the top, and he's really good. He's a good player. like. He's, but I don't he's think you could drop player. in a minute 10 and get kicking the goals. Like, Razzie is big risk, because if Pollard gets injured, he is kicking goals.
1: If you're, if you're Courtney Lawless or Tom Curry, like, you know, early in the game, I wouldn't mind to wee late hitting Pollard, like... You know, fair enough. You take a penalty, but it could it could could be
0: beneficial long term. Have see, you seen Eddie Jones? Like I wrote an article about it about when the sixty split goes wrong, and it's gone wrong for Eddie twice. It, I so think because it went so, so well, it went so well for South Africa for so long in the World Cup that it was just like let's all do it. And then mm. us as also fans, when we have John Cooney on the wing, we find out. <laughs> Not we really had Dan good.
1: Robson on the wing.
0: It doesn't always work out how quite cool it is when you win the World Cups.
1: You got to trust the process at this point of your Gatland. You know you've won the first test. You don't need to do that much changes, but South Africa clearly need to to, to shake it up. So,
0: and they will. They won't be bringing props off halftime time that much free, and they're gonna go full bomb squad. And it'll be interesting to see. If the six-two, oh, you 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 love six-two splits like all your Lions teams were six-two splits, you you, yeah. you love yeah. it. But just probably because it's cool more than anything.
2: <laughs> I no, I, I I like it because I think, I think what South Africa showed. You're very right in the sense that it's much more risky. Like you do get two injuries in the backs and you're literally done for. So. It's bad in that sense, but I think South Africa proved. And I know we can all just look at the best you, you know, you can everyone can look at the best scenario of anything and see positives in it. But just seeing the bomb squad and knowing how relentless they were off a set piece, I think potentially, you know, I don't actually know who's come in, but maybe you'll see a little bit more of a fight from South Africa's pack going into the 60, 70, 80 minutes. because so maybe that's what they were missing just that extra, that extra body, that extra fresh man in that eight. because... For me, as an England they fan, wanted they wanted were absolutely relentless. Like, as an England fan, they were absolutely relentless for eighty minutes. Like, fair enough. In the final, Dan Cole had to play like eighty minutes, pretty much. But, like, they were relentless. They were absolute relentless. And I think if they utilise that, it's fair enough. Especially if Pollard can stay fit, which he pretty much has to now. So,
0: I'm going to make a prediction now. Okay, I've got, I've, I've, I've got a new one. Prediction well, it's not now. really more or less that prediction anyway. But this is prediction before the prediction. It's an out there prediction which Harvey I want you to clip up for days this is going viral right. so Pollard is gonna get injured early Sheslin Colby's gonna play 10 <laughs> because he's played 10 for Toulouse why would Willie learn not
2: go 10 he's played 10 well,
0: Philly, Willie, no really this, is, this is this no but you he, you're he, laughing but Shesland's right, right 10. redo
2: it redo because it, we've we've interrupted the clip right zach don't say anything right we're gonna do the clip come on just say just say it as it is keep keep going That's my,
0: hair,
1: so my hair's
0: so Pollard is gonna get injured early on. Sheslin Colby is gonna go into 10. Okay. And you will see him sit in the pocket with a few minutes to go and nail the drop kick similar to what he did in the top 14 final. And everyone will go, fair enough, you don't just have a sidestep.
1: I mean
2: and is then he starts 10 final test. Is Willems <laughs> going on the bench? Is Williams going on the wing then when he does that? Or is
0: yeah, Willem's going on the wing or? Of- yeah. I- <laughs>
2: Yankees, you're just gonna stick Yankees out in the wing.
0: <laughs> you laugh, but has has Shezlin has he or has he not played 10? He has but for Toulouse, and has he has he not goal kicked for Toulouse? And has he has he not got a drop kick for Toulouse? I
2: would just think then as well. The top 14 is very different to a Lions test.
0: <laughs> but no, that's not my real prediction, but I'm just having a bit of fun because that's the way the 6 2 split goes. Things like that can happen. And <laughs>
2: uh, maybe maybe you never know, like you never know, yeah.
0: It showed, though, that he went 5-3 first test because there was that much on the line. You couldn't risk the 6-2. But then in the World Cup oh, final,
1: he's
0: got to roll die. he has properly rolled the die. So I think we need to roll our dice and prediction time. Fair play, for the Bike Lions last week and got it right. Me and Zach got a bit scared from that South Africa A game. Mm. But I honestly think it's because me and Zach watched the South Africa A game. So we got scared, whereas you were out <laughs> with your corporate dinner, whatever you're at.
2: I was having a good time. Yeah.
0: So, are have you kicking it off? Prediction time?
2: Um, I'm going to flip the switch. Flip the switch. We've tickled the beast. I'm kind of scared now. I don't think you can go beat them two in a row. And I kind of want there to be an important third game, just for a spectator point of view. So, uh, I'm going to go 26-15 to wow. South Africa.
1: Awesome.
2: I think South Africa, we've tickled the beast. I think they're going to get a try early and it's going to shock us. And then they're just going to go three, six, nine, twelve from there and just roll it is out. Who's
0: your man of the match?
2: Um, my man of the match is going to be. That's
1: a cool bit, huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> my man of the match is going to be.
0: Jasper. <laughs> ah,
2: <laughs> I'll be honest, I was getting tempted. I thought Edsbeth had a really good game against this, to be fair. He was an absolute nuisance. And I feel like if the game went their way, he could have easily got the man of the match. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to get it. I think Ibn Etzbeth is going to get match
1: Ooh, Telfer.
0: It's a tough one. I'm the same as Harv. Um, I'm very, when you look up Lions history, it's rare to do it 2-0. It's all about the
2: romantic side of it, isn't it?
0: <laughs> I'm going to go like 1997. they win the first oh, two tests. I think so South cool. Africa won the third one, but I think they will win the first two tests. Imagine we 3-0 and I'm gonna be controversial. I'm gonna say, not comfortable, but they win it beyond seven points. I think they win it by nine, and I think it's gonna be similar. And your man the match is gonna be damn bigger. Who kicks everything? Because something we haven't talked about is their ill discipline. You don't change that overnight. Sweet. And yeah. I think bigger it will just be pinging them over test over. Next week, Russell, in you come playing all the Gareth Davis, you, can start. Hill, you
2: his, um... can start Johnny
0: Hills all all <laughs> so the <I> midweek <laughs> dirt trackers are starting the final test. That's the reward. And all um, the other boys are already pinting up because the celebration started. easy 2 0 to the Lions.
2: Sorry to burst your bubble. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I heard something on Talk Sport, probably wrong that Dan Biggis play pace is still subject to concussion protocols. Yep. So there's True. a chance that he might not even play.
0: But I mean, I'd say the team's on, so that's what I feel like. Yeah, is but more is the team, is the team not
2: out because Gatlin's doing this
1: whole in-your-head-leaking situation? <laughs> yeah. all
0: right, look,
1: look, we just got to assume the best until otherwise.
0: If not, right. then just Owen Farrell does the exact same the, thing.
1: Whoever the 10 is uh, at. Right, okay. so I, with...
2: I just wanted to hear you say Owen Farrell will be man of the match. Okay, so that's why I said that. But anyway, <laughs> move on, Zach. 1910s <laughs>
0: Alliance. Ooh, looks okay. cool. Oh, that
1: looks good. Uh, I'm going to go for Lions win. Um, just you have to the switch. <laughs> like the ref, you know, I was scared, and then now I'm like, fuck, got to recorrect. So I'm going to go for Lions win, win the series. I just feel like this is 97 all over again. Um, like the I'm, reading, I'm reading This Is Your Everest. It's such a good book. Um,
0: I watched a documentary today about 97. That's why I'm on the hype. <laughs> we're,
1: we're both on the hype here. Then i like... Um, I think the Lions win it probably similar to you, Like I think they win it by more than a score, but I think it's going to be really close up until about 70 minutes and then the Lions pull away because I still think that South Africa don't have the legs. Um, I think Man of the Match will be – I think Conan's going to just have a big game, like honestly. And put
0: himself into Lions history.
1: Yes, as like the man. So, I would actually like that.
2: I really like Jack Conan for some weird reason. I Don't know why. It's
0: the story, Harv. It's the story. It's the,
2: story, it's the romantic side of it, not
0: it? hadn't played for Ireland in eighteen months before that England game. It's 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 romantic. because he's very oh, like
2: nonchalant. Like I don't, he doesn't really like you know. Doesn't don't grab do headlines. He doesn't. Yeah, he just just trundles That's away. It. He
0: doesn't make mistakes. That's why he picks him. He doesn't make yeah. mistakes. And he does the simple as well, um, and yeah. he gets you in line. He's simple, but Talupe is gonna be fired up. That's a prediction. He'll be coming mm-hmm. on. Ty yeah. Burn
2: has already come out in an interview and said he's fired up. Ty Burn's ready. He's coming on. He wants to try and get on earlier and actually have a real, a real impact. All
1: right. I think actually, you know what? I'm gonna change. I think Jack could not play as well. I'm gonna say Mara match will be Mara again. No, he's not nah. doing double. I, I
2: wanna, I wanna make an outlandish prediction. Clip this one up. Uh, Courtney Laws gets injured ten minutes in. Tyburn Burn comes on, gets man of the match. There you go. You right Courtney Laws doesn't. Courtney Laws doesn't have 160 minutes against South Africa in him. I know you only, I know played like 70 in the last one, but he the doesn't most, have it.
0: Some, yeah, the most outrageous prediction works. So just keep throwing them out there. One yeah. more land, and okay. let you, it know, in. you
1: need to put one out there now. <laughs> Sam Bigger <laughs> feels his Sam Bigger <laughs> injures himself. <laughs> Captain's run. Owen Farrell comes on, Marcus Smith gets <laughs> on the bench, Owen Farrell gets injured 10 minutes in, Marcus Smith has the game of his life and this man of the match Madness
0: <laughs> madness. <laughs> Sky Bet, what's the odds on that, Well, stick a 5 run please hey, To be honest, I would stick a 5 run on that one Anyway, um, you you going back to back to the gym, man match
1: yeah, I think because he's playing Ezebeth, because Ezebeth, because Atouji gave an interview in the Times and they asked him who is the greatest opponent. And he said, I'm not going to name that right now because Etoji in his head, he's an animal, <laughs> test match animal. And he wants to cement himself as the best second row in the world. And Ezebeth stands between him and that. He's test match animal.
0: They're, them too, as a centre or as a second Go row on. combo one day would be...
1: Go on, Mark, make it happen. Anyway. He could come out. out I mark here. barbarians. That's a barbarian's job. <laughs> that's barbarian.
0: But yeah, it's going to be an absolute cracker, and I am buzzing for it. Lion second test. Old play for South Africa will be coming out flying. But yeah, remember to like. On subscribe on our YouTube channel actually. We don't give it enough publicity that we should just search in the tough Robbie Podcast on YouTube and give us a follow because we put loads of good wee clips up there and you can actually share beautiful faces if you're listening on Spotify. Also, you even get to see these the two players.
2: rubbing shoulders together today.
0: We like to um provide multiple streams. So follow on Twitter at tell follow on Instagram at the Telf Robbie Podcast. And just have a smile on your face and enjoy the rugby. But cheers, boys, and I'll catch you next time.
2: Cheers.